Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the LA Soccer Hub show. My name is Gio Garcia. We're talking MLS Cup playoffs. They finally started. They got a new format. We're going to talk about all that. We're going to talk about positioning, um, who went, who made it, who didn't make it out. Um, here to help me talk all about that, we have Justin Rudman. Justin, how are you doing? Doing well, man. Yeah, we've been talking about it. It's been a long season, but at the same time, it felt like it flew by somehow. Uh, so, yeah, playoffs time already. LAFC uh, drop into that third spot, get ready for a matchup with Vancouver Whitecaps and uh, LA Galaxy, as you put in our notes, will be watching from home. Yeah, it, uh, I mean, I mean, we've we've known that for a couple of weeks now that they're, they're going to be watching from home. Um, you know, let's talk about them uh, because they had a very disappointing year. Uh, they had a they had a, a step back year. Um, look, they had a bunch of injuries that had. You know the the situation with Chris Klein, um, and obviously, you know, like they had Will Coots come in and get new pieces and move move a lot of things for them this year to give them a chance. But I just I just never felt. <clears throat> have you heard this pod all, all along? I never felt that the Galaxy were going to do anything this year. Just the way the roster was built, just the way the the stuff with the fans at the beginning of the year, it was set up to be chaotic. And it, it was chaotic for them all year long. Look, injuries are part of the game, but to have <clears throat> five ending inju- or five season-ending injuries, it was insane, you know. And um, yeah, I, I just think um, I know there's questions about Greg Vanny, and although and a lot of fans want him out. Um, what What are your thoughts? What are, What are your thoughts on, the, on this Galaxy team? Yeah, no, I think uh, you've been calling it all along, but I think it's a good point. I mean, there's a couple things, right? The injuries there are just. You know, you can't compete with that. It's impossible when half of your starting 11 goes down with season-ending injuries. I mean, you're simply not going to be as good as you were, right? And then we talk about the Chris Klein stuff and those first 10 games of the season, really, when, you know, fans were protesting, there was chaos around the club and the team on the field was also not performing, probably because partly of what was going on off the field, right? In those first 10 games, I think they won one of them, right? And after that, I believe Greg Vanny said, it's it's really difficult to get yourself out of that hole once you have only won one of your first 10. And while you know, they ramped it up a little bit more at the end of the season, it was just too much to overcome by that point. And you think in MLS, you know, that, that should be easy to overcome. We see Seattle Sounders do it every year, but uh, that's kind of it's kind of their mojo. And uh, it, it is difficult, you know, when you when you fall that far behind. And then you lose, you lose all the players. So 
while you know it's still an underperforming even with those you know i think galaxy fans will still say we should have done better um and you know maybe still made playoffs because of how you know easy it is to make playoffs in mls if you have a player like ricky pooge you think that can be enough to get you into playoffs by itself right and uh you know, it, it was tough that he didn't seem to have a player that he could serve the ball up to when Chicharito went down. Jovalich didn't have a very good year until Billy Sharp came in, you know, started scoring a couple goals. But, you know, the same thing in the back. You had you had uh, problems uh, in, the, in the center back area for a while. Jalen Neal goes down. So you, you just have really big glaring issues in some, some major spots. But that's why I think this offseason for LA Galaxy is going to be uh, not only a very active one for them, but just in terms of MLS, I think they're probably going to have one of, if not the most active transfer windows of any team in MLS, not just because of that transfer ban that they had last window, um, but also because they're going to have two DP spots open, right? And they want to fill those. And Will Koontz, as we know, um, is going after uh, you know big players. As we talked about last show, he went after Chucky Lozano in this past window, didn't uh, able to, wasn't able to acquire him. But those are the types of players that Will Koontz has in his mind to bring in, in a DP slot, right? And so that tells you not only the DPs that he's going to go after, but there's going to be a lot of roster turnover throughout this Galaxy squad. And he's got a lot, a lot of work to do. And I think he's going to do a bunch of it. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think to me, too, it's like the, the, there's, there's finally someone that knows that he's steering the ship, and that's Will Koontz. And I think um, with the, I think they're going to have one of the biggest offseason. Are you going to snatch up? maybe a big name or two with those with those EP spots. Um obviously, you know, also like the influence of, you know, of Messi being here. I think that's gonna attract just a lot, a lot more South American players, you know, players that are looking um to come over here. So I think, you know, maybe if they don't go to say Miami or another team, obviously LA is another big market that people are really gonna want to enjoy and play at. Um obviously if Ricky Pujas decides to stay, I, I still I still have thoughts and feelings that he may want out, but that's just that's just my personal thought. I have no 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 inside information or anything like that. I just think when he's in his prime of his career uh, and things aren't going well, you have to look at other options. Uh, but yeah, if they get another big name to play alongside him, you know, he maybe can lower lower someone that he used to play with. Um, maybe he can be you know part of that you know part of along with Will Koontz to try to bring a big name out here as well. But yeah, I think yeah. I think I think the Galaxy it was it was very disappointing year and I kind of had I, look I saw the writing on the wall from the beginning and you know you can call me a hater you can say what you want but it was just when you have that when you have that chaos and you don't have your fans together you don't have the organization all under fighting under the same umbrella and they were fighting within each other you know it's just like it was just a toxic relationship with the, what they were going through now officially it's you know done they're not gonna be in the playoffs and now they can breathe you know right look forward to finally look forward to, to next season they probably could have done that last week or you know when they were officially knocked out of the playoffs but i think now knowing that they're not gonna play they're gonna be watching from home um you know they're gonna be recruiting they're gonna see you know because i think i still think you know i still think with, with ricky um with will Koontz and all on the pieces that they have um it's been crazy though. Like since since I started covering MLS and and obviously I've seen like Galaxy, they've always kind of had these tumultuous seasons. You know, it's always been like chaotic and never a steady, consistent. Like okay, 
this is what we're going to do for bam 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 and look galaxy fans have been you know been seeing this for the last decade decade or so but when an organization is like this bad for a number of years it just goes i think i always say it's to the top like when, when the folks at the top aren't really caring about the product on the field and the, and the situation that's when all this chaos starts to happen and i feel like you know, part of AEG is just it's just a big corporate company, and then it's hard to it's hard to kind of oversee all those different things if you don't prioritize a team like the LA Galaxy to put that in the forefront. And I think now with Will Kuntz, um, you know, I think that that will change. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think uh, this is going to be such a telling off season in terms of that because if uh, you know Kuntz and and whoever else is involved in that front office is able to rebuild, uh, you know, the Galaxies. I think that's a fair uh, adjective to use uh, or verb to use. I think that if, you know, he, he can do all that, that is what we expect really. But if he can't and Galaxy have another tumultuous season after that, you start to question how do they get out of that rut because you, you, you know, remove Chris Klein, you bring in a new guy who knows MLS as well as anybody. And then, of course, I think at that point, the, the fingers start to be pointed at Chris Vanny. I mean, Greg Vanny, if they're not already um, and, you know, things like that. So I think that it's a very uh, telling offseason to see how Galaxy uh, will move forward from this point. But, uh, you know, it, it's a great point you made, because uh, if you can't play with Messi, what's the next best thing? Play against him. Yeah, yeah. Get us, get us a couple of his buddies to play against them. Um, yeah, and I, I still think like with Greg Vanny, I just think they need a new voice. I, I don't think all this falls on Greg Vanny this season. Um, yeah. But I just think I just think the team and the fans they need and someone would like some of them would like from what I see the fans speaking uh, would like a new voice in that locker room. Um, and I, like I said, you can't blame that all on Greg Vanny, but it just wasn't. It was an unfortunate season for them. Um, Let's move on. Let's let's talk about obviously LAFC. They just played Vancouver this past week. They <laughs> what they they tied one one. They should have honestly lost that game if it wasn't for one Maxine Kripo and an amazing a penalty kick save, and then Ryan Gold. You can say he missed both or whatever because uh, he he missed that second one, hit the crossbar. Um, I think Maxine Kripo was a little bit in his mind, but um, but yeah, like so they're gonna face them again this Saturday, which is insane. Best of three. We got to talk about this MLS playoff format. I'm gonna just. I don't like it. Uh, it's too much. Best of three already. Like, why? I don't know why they had to change it. I think it was perfect what they were doing. But look, you got Apple TV. Um, this broadcasting, so they're trying to get their money. This has to, you know, they, they're they're trying to squeeze out as much as they can with these final games here in the playoffs. Uh, what are, What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, no, Maxime Kripo is is the perfect place to start because not only did he, in my opinion, stop both of those, one with his hand and one with his mind games. But he 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 uh, gave the perfect answer to this. So what's next? We're doing best of five, best of seven. Season's going to end on December thirty first, and preseason starts January fifth. I mean, those were his words, right? Because it doesn't make sense. He said the best of three. It doesn't. Uh, it, it's not part of our sport. It doesn't have any place in our sport. The home and away, uh, two leg aggregate. Completely understand that, right? Uh, you want to even out the playing field, home and away. Uh, aggregate completely makes sense. Best of three is not our sport. It, it never has been and never should be. But here we are because of Apple TV. And uh, I think we can all, you know, understand that. Um, but yeah, it, that, that's what it is. I and mean, that's that's all it is, right? And yeah, it's like two, two America. It's like almost two, like I want to say like 
American. Yeah. It's just like you yeah. like a like baseball or NBA playoffs. It's like that's not how like this game has been played or, or used to. Like especially after such a long, long season, um, all the miles that the players have been put, especially LAFC. You know, the, all the competitions that they played. I I don't I don't like this format. Look, some people, some will say don't knock it before you try it. What well, I'm knocking it because <laughs> I just don't like it. It may be exciting, and I may eat my words, but I think I'm here with the majority of people that are like, why? Like it just was unnecessary. No, you're absolutely right, and and it's it's as you say, too American. It's it's what um my problem with MLS has been from day one. Right, they have been based on the NFL the NBA, MLB, right? They've been trying to model themselves after American sports leagues so that they can compete in an American landscape uh, and, and compete with those leagues. But they never, ever thought about competing with European football, with uh, South American football, right? They only cared about the the American sports leagues. That's why we have a playoffs. That's why the MLS Cup is the biggest thing, and it's not the supporter shield in this country, Right. Uh, so it's it's just the way that this league is operating and you know apple sees well nba does best of five best of seven uh why can't we do that right so that that's what it is can you fit more games every team now in the playoffs get a home game outside of those wild cards you know it, that's what it is can we bring more revenue can we bring more eyes can we do you know whatever we can do to to make that money yeah look when apple tv pays what billions of dollars or whatever for the rights you know they, they kind of have to you kind of have to do what they say this kind of seems something like that it's just you know it's just like a money thing right they want to try to get out as many games i guess you got to try it you know <laughs> it is just be but, thankful it's only one round oh my goodness yeah it was it, was, it would have been ridiculous it would have been well like yeah if it were if it would made it another, then you gotta have to show in the season if you want to do these type of things. Well, but that's, it's just, it, that's the other thing, right? Because they're they're playing it over essentially three weeks now, slightly shortened uh, due to the international break that's gonna come right in the middle of playoffs, which is a whole nother chaotic uh, decision making process. But you're playing over three weeks, so in a best of three series, when maybe rotation fatigue things like this should be part of part of the challenge, right? Part of which team can can come out superior. Well, it's not really because you don't really need to rotate. You don't really have fatigue when you're playing once every week rather than probably twice a week in what would be a much uh, sped up, much more congested uh, schedule, obviously. But I think that pretty much every team would favor that because there's no reason to play a first round over three weeks. I mean, that's just insanity. And then you have a, a another week and a half break for internationals, and then you come back to play the second round. It's just it's it's not a good schedule at all yeah no well let's look at the let's look at the bracket here um when you look at this bracket obviously yeah obviously you know st louis is number one we're talking about over here in the west sounders number two lafc number three houston number four rsl number five vancouver number six fc dallas seven and then you have the wild card game versus sporting kc and the quakes eight and nine over here and obviously we'll look at the east side east standings um, I won't go through those. Um, but what, what surprised you when you look at the, uh, the, the teams that made it, the standings, uh, the positioning? What, what surprised you out of, out of this bracket? Yeah, I think Sporting Kansas City getting in is obviously the surprising one there. And, uh, you know, I probably favor them to win that game at home against San Jose. They've been there, you know, uh, before 
they've experienced the San Jose, maybe a little bit less experienced in those, in those moments. Um, and, and yeah, it's going to be a very interesting one. Whoever then has to go face St. Louis because, uh, obviously St. Louis have been incredible, but it seems to me that there is a lot of doubt around St. Louis when it comes to playoffs and can they perform in that pressure environment that obviously they have not experienced as a team yet. So, uh, that, that's going to be an interesting one, but the, the, uh, uh, matchup that really jumps out to me is that Houston Real Salt Lake one because that is just very very tough to call and you know it's the U.S. Open Cup semifinal rematch right there and Houston absolutely battered them in the U.S. Open Cup semifinal but you know Real Salt Lake are going to want that revenge and I, I don't expect that same uh, that same game flow in the playoffs so I think that's going to be a very very entertaining one to watch them um, but you know all of them will be you know LAFC Vancouver sure LAFC might be the favorite but that's going to be a very very close uh, matchup as well Seattle Dallas I think probably the one you lean the most heavily towards Seattle but Dallas can can make things happen in the playoffs too so yeah it, it's it's going to be exciting and that's what makes playoffs fun right it's anybody can beat anybody on any given day uh, maybe less so in a best of three series but still can can happen right and I think uh, that's what makes playoffs not only just so unpredictable but so fun and, and so uh, engaging for the American is you know we don't know what's going to happen and everything is on the line. Yeah. And the crazy thing too, like I remember now, like, um, so the MLS cup playoffs last year was November 4th, 5th around that time. Mm-hmm. This year is getting pushed back. Like the final is getting pushed back to December 9th. So you got to think, you got to think we, we started you, you know, I know you went to some of the preseason stuff like in February, I want to say, or like January, yeah, February. Something like that. Yeah. So look, if you're watching or you're look, let alone the players, right, playing since February all the way through December, and if you're healthy, right, that is your whole, your whole, the whole year, right, <clears throat> right, like that's a lot of games, that's a lot of time that you put into uh, the season, right. The players maybe get off a month or two, um, and then like us just covering it, right? Like, oh look, I feel like we're very blessed and thankful to be able to cover it. But I mean, there's some times when like, man, this season felt long. <laughs> Bur- burnout right? exists for everybody, yeah. For burnout sure. exists for everybody, right? Whether you're playing, covering, or talking about it, or you being a fan, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, like when I looked at it, I was like, Jesus, December 9th is the final. <laughs> it just, it just seems so long to. It just seemed a lot. Yeah. I'm like, and then yeah, you said like they start back up again in January. You know, I think it, it's it, it's long. It, it's very long. I think the problem for me is not even the length because you look at Europe, right? They play 11 months out of the year and they get, you know, a month break before they come back for their preseason. And that is excessive. And I think the problem for me is that you're you're not only playing a long time, right? Um, we're used to a three, four months between MLS seasons, uh, right? A large break considering you know, uh, European football, South American football, those type of schedules. Um, but the problem again to me is the congestion of fixtures. You're just adding fixtures to make it longer. You're not making it longer by spreading out those fixtures and yeah. ensuring that the small, uh, you know, squads in MLS are able to withstand and stay healthy for the season, right? Instead, you're just adding more games with the same small squad to put more pressure on fitness, more fatigue, more injuries, all of these things just so that you can have a, a few more games on the schedule. You can throw a best of three. You can throw a league's cup. You know, you can throw all these extra games onto the schedule to make more money. But 
if you're going to do that, you need to be making the squads bigger and you need to obviously be making the, the season longer, but there's only so much that you can do on either end of that. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's a problem of, of uh, fixture congestion because I don't think playing over, you know, 10 months is an issue. I think that is uh, a great, I think that's, you know, what most of the world does give them two months off, but spread those games once a week or, you know, you know, not at, not as frequently so that players can, can deal with it. Yeah. I, I guess that's what I was alluding to is just the, 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 the scheduling of games is, is not ideal. I just mm. some, some things were just too congested. You had this, you had the open cup. I get it, but it just, for me, like <clears throat> last season, I felt like it was long, but this season I felt it was long as well. It was just, obviously you and I covered, uh, we've gone to like, obviously leagues cup, uh, you know, CCL different games. Um, obviously because the LAFC was able to be there and just, you know, those are awesome experiences. Uh, but at the same time, I was like, man, that's been a lot of different games. And now we're just barely getting the playoffs. And it, like you talk about the international break. You also talk about like, you know, the European teams coming here. I got to go to a couple of those things. You know, I think you and I went to the, what is it? The Barcelona versus Arsenal one, which is, which is an awesome, cool experience. But there's just so many games that happen throughout the year, which I enjoy and I love. But at the same time, I'm like, man, <laughs> this this was a long season, and I wasn't even playing. I was I was I was even playing. You know, I can only imagine for the players. Yeah, no, I, you're absolutely right. It's just uh, it's too many games, and, and that's what it is. And uh, I think we all, you know, enjoyed League's Cup. That was great, but it's uh, it, it's we have to figure out how to break up these games. And I think uh, adding a best of three is definitely not the way to go. <laughs> Yeah, no, that 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 is a little off. Look, um, let's finish off there. I know it was a, kind of a quick pod. We took we took last week off. I think but, I think uh, there's one thing that we that we forgot that we do have to mention. Oh, Danny Buongo, Golden Boot. Go. My bad, Danny Buongo. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Hit twenty goals in MLS was like thirty something in all competitions. I want to say in all competitions. Um, Amazing. Because, yeah, I believe he's five off of Vela's. Uh, record for a calendar year which heading into playoffs you would think would be uh, probably difficult to hit but with that best of three series there's a couple extra games in there potentially for him to uh, rack that up and try and catch Carlos Vela um, on 38 goals in a calendar year but 20 in MLS play is is sensational it seemed like we were going to have a very very tight golden boot race this year and then Denny Bawanga said watch this Uh, and so yeah, six goals in his last three games to just ensure that is is really special. And I think, uh, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you know, the first player in MLS history to win two golden boots in a single year, obviously won it in the Champions League as well, right? So it's just, it's incredible. And then you look at LAFC, three golden boots in the past five years, all of them as wingers, becoming the first team in MLS history to have three different golden boot winners. And, you know, I mean, that's incredible when you have only been in the league for six years and you've done something that no other team has ever done, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it shows not only the uh, tactics and, and the game model of LAFC of just we need to create chances, but knowing that it's going to come from the flanks, it's involving everybody, and, and those wingers are going to get in on the activity. It's not just going to be a, a pure number nine that we continue to talk about, whether it's Ticho Arango, Mario Gonzalez, Adama Diamande, Bradley Wright Phillips, whoever. It's not just going to be that the the wingers are getting involved. The wingers are, are becoming goal scorers. Um, 
And I asked Bawanga about that. You know, why is it that wingers are, are able to do that? And he said, you know, it's just we move so fast forward. And I think uh, he's referring to those transition moments that I think under Steve Sherendula have become the calling card for LAFC, right? Uh, if you can transition quickly, that's generally going to benefit your wingers to get into goal scoring positions because they're the ones overlapping. Maybe that number mm-hmm. nine's coming underneath, things like that, right? Those are the types of uh, fluid movements that you're going to see in, in a very counterattacking team. And that gets. You know, Denny Boong at the top of the box hitting thunderbolts or, or uh, you know, chances in the middle of the box where you can get a tap and things like that. So very, very uh, impressive from LAC, from Denny Boonga. Uh I think somebody asked Steve Sherundolo, you know, what have you done to get this out of Boonga? He said, nothing really. He knows how to score a goal. <laughs> Just recruited him. No, he's 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 he's, 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 he's a, Yeah, he's, he's he's scored some absolute bangers this year. Um, And he's been amazing, fun to watch, uh, you know, with the front flips and everything. Uh, and to to your point, three players, right? what was it, Diego Rossi, Carlos Vela, and Danny Bonga, that's just impressive because it goes to show the the, the type of players that they're recruiting and then they're bringing in here, all from different parts of the world, different parts of the league. And, and the, the method tends to prove, you know, right, whether sometimes, you know, like that. And I think that's why fans will expect more things from like a player like Mario Gonzalez or just players when they don't when they don't deliver goals because we've seen it, we've seen it and we come accustomed from from LAFC, but it's nevertheless it's impressive from the recruiting uh, and the organization that they've been able to bring this attacking mindset and, and also to prove that hey that we do recruit some of the best players in the league and we maybe you don't know them before they come but once they're here or, or if they decide to leave you, you you definitely remember their names you definitely remember the goals and, and everything they did and it, just kudos to LAFC and how they how they gone about it. It's a great point because I don't think. Me included, any of us knew who Denny Bowanga was before he came to MLS. Now he is the Golden Boot winner and and a very high MVP candidate. Uh, probably won't win that, but you know he's up there. Yeah. Well, with that said, uh, guys, appreciate you guys listening in for Justin. This is Jill. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.